I think that's the key is saying, I want to teach you how to do that. Not saying, why didn't you do that? We're, we're, we're coming in again with like, let me show you how that looks. And so giving them that piece, what's great about that is it serves two functions. Number one, you've at least had that chance to share. And I think even as adults, we want to be modeling that it is okay to say how we're impacted by things. So that's great for the adult. But what's great about it for the child too is now you've given some concrete examples. Oh, when mom's running around like doing all this stuff, like a chicken with her head cut off, that's what she's doing. So you've actually shown them. So when you see this, when you see her going here, going there, buying this, buying that, maybe spending time learning something so that she can be your coach, those are things you can spot. And so then we're teaching that and here of the name it, or in this case, kind of a notice it. We want our kids to notice, but we have to show them what they should be noticing. Welcome to Raising Adults, the groundbreaking parenting podcast that starts with the end in mind. We're your co-hosts, Dina Thayer and Kira Dorian. We created future-focused parenting to take families from surviving to thriving. So join us as we help you stop raising kids and start raising adults. everyone and welcome back to another week in the laundry room office and raising adults. We're so happy that you're here with us today for our very important topic. I think I know I say that. We say that all the time, right? Dina? <laughs> we do. <laughs> Everything we talk about is so important. But this is an interesting slice of parenthood that I think we as parents are really quick to ignore or not think about because we're just so used to being selfless and we're so used to just giving our children everything. And so I think the topic today is really important, like in a different way than the other important topics. <laughs> Anyway, so this is an important kind of important. This is the, the a different important important topic. Right. So important. <laughs> Anyway, before we get started, we do want to just let you know, listeners, that we have a very, very cool guest coming on the show next week. Her name is Rachel Nielsen. She hosts the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast, and she is going to come on the show and talk about decluttering motherhood, kind of like you would a closet. So looking at your motherhood and going, hey, what doesn't fit anymore and what doesn't spark joy anymore and how do I actually make room in there for the stuff that I really care about? So it's a really good one and, and kind of piggybacks on what we're talking about today. Like we need to be a little bit parent focused sometimes too. And Dina, you and I spend a lot of time talking about those kids. I think sometimes we, we sure have to do. talk about us, right? Yeah. And I think if we're raising adults, taking care of ourselves funnels into that being successful. We have to be paying attention to how our role as parents looks if we're going to even be effective at being future focused. If we're completely frazzled and our parenthood is cluttered and full of activities and even people that aren't serving us, then we run the risk of not having the energy left to be future focused with our children. So I think what Rachel talks about is really important and it, it really, the analogy does work. I mean, I'm excited for mm -hmm. you all to hear it, FFP, because oh, yeah, it's, so it's good. pretty amazing because it's kind of, it's funny to think of parenthood like a closet, but she does it. Oh yeah. She does it beautifully. And I think too, I mean, linking to what we're going to talk about today as well, you know, we talk you and I about the modeling piece all the time. And the bottom line is what our children watch us do as parents they are going to possibly replicate when they become parents. So I want to make sure when my kids are parents that they aren't cluttering up their parenthood closet 
And I also want to make sure that when they're parents, they know that it's okay to expect appreciation from their kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I think, you know, focusing on the parent angle sometimes seems selfish, but actually not only A, as you said, does it make you a better parent, but B, it's really important for modeling for when our kids become parents. Right. So you just segued into it. So you got to hear Kira dropped the little the little sneak attack. But we are going to talk today about cultivating gratitude in our children and, and actually specifically their gratitude for all the adults that are serving them and helping them have a great life. Be grateful for me. <laughs> You will be grateful for me <laughs> and everything I do for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this topic came about – I'm going to tell him the story, Dina, but this topic came about because a little while back, I was really busting my butt for one of my kiddos. Um, I was coaching something that they were a part of and was working really hard at giving them this wonderful experience and <laughs> and <laughs> – and really feeling like they did not understand. They were just taking it for granted. And not from a selfish person point of view, just from like lacking the ability to put those puzzle pieces together of the only reason I'm getting to enjoy this is because my mom's working so hard at something. And I called Dina and I was like, Dina, because Dina's my parent coach. <laughs> um, I called Dina and I was like, Dina, what do I do? Like, how do I help this child recognize what I'm doing and show the appropriate amount of gratitude without becoming the parent that's like, you will be grateful for me. And, you know, the martyr of like, look at everything I do for you. Like, I don't want to do that. And I don't think any parent wants to do that. But it's also important that they feel gratitude and appreciation for the amount of stuff we do. And that's a really fine balance. So that's kind of what sparked this topic today was thinking about that when I called her and the advice that Dina gave was so fantastic and the fallout of it was so fantastic that we thought, you know, we should really share that with you. Yeah. And I think there's a really great point that Kira brought that I want you listeners to kind of hone in on. And that is there is a balance of wanting to cultivate this in our children, but I love that she came at it from this point of, I don't want to become that parent that's like, look at all the things I've done for you, or or even worse, I think in some ways, the parent who's like, don't you have something to say? <laughs> and, and waiting for that super ingenuine forced thank you. I mean, that's the worst, right? right. So we don't want to go all the way over there. But this is important because we we might be the first and we certainly are probably the largest contributor of expended time, resources, energy, money, et cetera, into their lives. But we aren't going to be the only people doing that. And so them learning to flex this muscle of being grateful for the people that help their world run smoothly is mm-hmm. going to serve them well throughout their life. So again, it's one of those long-term life lessons too. Yeah. And I loved the way, and I know you're going to talk about this, but the way that you spoke about teaching them to even notice it in the first place, because that really is key. It's, it's not like I'm looking for you to make me feel amazing about what I'm doing for you. It's more about, I want to make sure when you're an adult that you're paying attention to the signals that people are sending you that say that they care about you, that they're, you know, putting time and energy into you, that they're doing something to make your life, you know, beautiful, happy, whatever. We have an obligation to help our kids learn to spot those things. And so I just really appreciated that perspective because that is not look at all the things I do for you. Mm -hmm. It's more about how do you notice the way that other people move in the world with regard to helping you? And that's a really important component. It sure is. So I'm curious, do you have a, a why for this or was the situation cropping up? Did that kind of become your why? Yeah, I think it was It was a revelation 
in that moment of, wow, I, I mean, I'm working really hard at this. This child is watching me work really hard at this and doesn't seem to put those two things together. So I think the why was really around helping this child and both my kids be able to put the puzzle pieces together of the reason I enjoy this fun thing is because my parent is working really hard at getting ready to coach and then showing up and coaching and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that they need to learn how to put those puzzle pieces together. So that's the why. And of course, you know, gratitude in our home is so important. It's one of our top 10 family values. It's on the list. So this is really a piece of gratitude. And I think that appreciating your elders and appreciating the people in your life that are working so hard, that's a really important thing for kids to understand in a way that's healthy because it helps them, you know, it's that household running smoothly, right? How do I appreciate what you do? I make sure to appreciate what they do. How are we appreciating each other? So I guess that's the why is just that mutual appreciation and putting those puzzle pieces together. How about you? That makes sense. Well, I leaked mine out, but really my why was that long range life lesson, which is noticing the investments people make in you and then taking the time to express gratitude for that is a skill I believe kids can learn. And that's an important thing I'll talk about in a moment. But for me, that was the why. I wanted them to learn that. I wanted them to see it modeled. And I wanted them to then have that available in their toolkit to serve them their whole life so they could notice and express appreciation to other people way past mom, dad, teacher, et cetera. It's like the three ends of gratitude, mm. right? Name it. <laughs> Nurture it. <laughs> Don't normalize it, though. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But it's so true. Funny. It's like I, I, we want our kids to notice it and nurture it. It's those two mm -hmm. pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And that's so important. No, it's really true. I actually think you could do it. I think you could use the three ends here, but I'll explain, I'll explain why. Yeah. So tell everyone what you told me. Because it was just so brilliant. Or at least tell us the first part because we're going to take a break here in a second. But tell yeah, us the first so part. Yeah, so I think the first thing is b before we even start this, Kira said it really well when she said she was noticing that the gratitude wasn't forthcoming, but that it wasn't necessarily because this child was being a stinker. It was that they hadn't connected those dots yet. And so I think it's important for parents to start with the fact that developmentally, they might not have made that connection yet. And so to remember, rather than going to a place in our mind that's like, oh, they're so ungrateful, <laughs> that we instead say, you know what? They might not have learned this yet. They might not have seen that, oh, A equals B, and that's the connection. Or even more accurately, A, the parent working hard, plus me noticing it can equal C what we're all hoping for, which is gratitude for the adults. So they they haven't done that math equation before. And so I think starting with just this awareness that it really, which Kira came with, by the way, but this awareness that it really may not be intentional and it might be something they need to have taught to them, that there's a lesson here. And that can really help us because it, it can be, I think, super frustrating as parents to feel like, wow, are you serious? There's like no yeah. acknowledgement of everything yeah. that's going on here behind the scenes. What in the world? Yeah. I was like in tears about it because it was hours and hours and hours of prep and this kid was watching me do it. And I was like, how are you not putting these puzzle pieces together? <laughs> but, you know, it's true. Like they just, they didn't have the information that they needed. And what I love that you said to me was, you know, I think we just have to teach that. That's something mm -hmm. we teach. And it was like, of course, I have to. Of course I do. One more thing for me to do. Um, <laughs> I, I have to teach it. 
But, you know, it's easy to forget that and, and just think they're being a stinker instead of recognizing, just like we have to teach them how to sleep well, we also have to teach them these things. Some There are some things that not every kid puts those puzzle pieces together as easily as others. And that's actually where I think, even though they would be out of order in this case, that's where I think the normalizing comes is that the first part of the lesson might be saying something like, now I want to say in advance, I know you might not know this yet, yeah. you know, and, and really taking that and breaking it apart and saying, I know you're not trying to be a stinker. And that's really normal at your age. I mean, that is, that's the normalizing right there. Hey, if you're seven or eight, it's normal to not yet know how to connect the dots on gratitude for your grownups, you know? I I love (laughs) that you just made the three ends work. I I crowbarred it in. Totally crowbarred it in. I'm so (laughs) impressed. (laughs) But you're totally right. And it helps them too. I mean, and this is, I'll share more about the fallout of this, but this is what made that conversation so successful was that I led with that because then it was from the get-go, I'm not upset with you. I'm not trying to punish you. I'm not reprimanding you. I'm recognizing that I have to teach you this. You didn't know this. Just like you don't know how to do, you know, division yet. You're going to learn how to do that. Well, you didn't know how to do this yet, so I'm going to teach you. And it takes the sting out of it, right? For everyone, for everyone involved. I could have a calm conversation. This child could hear it calmly instead of feeling like they've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. Absolutely. They don't feel attacked that way. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you can tell us more, Dina. Sounds great. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment to speak to all of you parents who may be managing school at home right now and just touch base with you about a great resource I found that I'd love to share with you FFPs. And this resource is actually a person <laughs> and her name is Vicki Morris and she has been a teacher for nearly five decades. I mean, she brings just a wealth of experience. And here's what I loved when I was homeschooling. I wanted to just share three quick things that she helped me so much with. And the first was that I didn't have to be the teacher. When I was utilizing Vicky's services, I got to just be mom. And Vicky really did the teaching. Now, certainly I was there to help with homework or if my child got stuck, I could be kind of that extra resource, but I wasn't the teacher. And that was just such a weight off. And then the second thing was I didn't have to be the heavy. Because I wasn't the teacher, it meant if an assignment was late or something didn't get turned in, it wasn't me having to put on this dual hat of teacher and mom. Again, it kept my role solid in being mom. And I just so appreciated that she could come in with that teacher role and say, hey, I need you to get your work in or whatever that might be. But the last piece, and I think this is most important as we also as parents struggle with balancing academics with the relational part. And that is that Vicki really invests in her students and she invests in them not just as students, but as people. And to this day, the child that I was homeschooling will reach out to Vicki kind of as a mentor. And I just think that's so special. So I wanted to just share about Vicki with all of you. If you're struggling with school at home right now, remote learning, or even you're a homeschooler who just needs some extra support, I'd really recommend reaching out to Vicki. Yeah, and you can contact her directly by email, which is so cool. You don't even have to like find her anywhere. Just email her if you have a question or you just need some added support. We have used Vicki in our home just to help support what's happening at school. So you don't even have to be homeschooling to benefit from her amazing services. And her email is vickimvolk at comcast.net. That's V-I-C-K-I-M-V-O-L-K at Comcast.net. All right, Dina, share more wonderful thoughts on how we as parents can experience feeling appreciated. Well, since we've crowbarred in the three ends, we might as well just continue. 
Let's do it. So I think the the first thing we're going to teach our kids to do after we've normalized that they don't know how to do it, right, is to notice it. And I think this comes with kind of a two-part element. And the first is I really want to say to parents, it is okay to talk to your child about what you've been doing and how it makes you feel when you're not acknowledged. And I think we have to be careful here because this is where it can leak over right into that martyrdom. And we don't want to do that. But I do think it's okay. Sometimes they might not even have the awareness. They might have been watching all those things you were doing and all of that, the videos you were watching to learn the thing or, you know, watched you running errands and buying the stuff, but not connected that to what was happening. So I think it's okay to sometimes point out, you know, when I ran this and thus and so errand and when I bought this for your sports equipment or whatever, to point out here are the things I've done for you so that you could just show up on the practice field that day and have everything you needed. You know what? It hurts a little bit that I didn't ever hear a thank you or that it seemed like you didn't really take the time to acknowledge that. So I want to teach you how to do that. And I think that's the key is saying, I want to teach you how to do that. Not saying, why didn't you do that? We're, we're, We're coming in again with like, let me show you how that looks. And so giving them that piece, what's great about that is it serves two functions. Number one, you've at least had that chance to share. And I think even as adults, we want to be modeling that it is okay to say how we're impacted by things. So that's great for the adult. But what's great about it for the child too is now you've given some concrete examples. Oh, when mom's running around like doing all this stuff, like a chicken with her head cut off, that's what she's doing. So you've (laughs) actually shown them. So when you see this, when you see her going here, going there, buying this, buying that, maybe spending time learning something so that she can be your coach. Those are things you can spot. And so then we're, we're teaching that and here of the name it, or in this case, kind of a notice it. We want our kids to notice, but we have to show them what they should be noticing. So go ahead and talk about that. Let them know, hey, here's an example of that. Let them know the impact of it, but then move to that second piece of the fork in the road, which is, so when you see those things, I want you to notice those. And that is, friends, let me tell you, that is a muscle that gets stronger as it's flexed, which means this will take some practice. So the other encouragement that I even gave to Kira was this might not happen right away. Um, But as they start to notice what's going on and acknowledge it, they'll get better at moving into that final piece that we're going to talk about. But this is really key. Go ahead and share. Please do that. It's just as long as it doesn't leak over into, so why haven't you acknowledged me for all this hard work? You know, we have to keep our snippiness out of it. But I do think there's a really important piece to sharing what you've done, how it's impacted you, and then, hey, and those are the kind of things you can be watching for. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I love that. I mean, it's about how you share it, right? There's a way to with anyone, not just our children, guys, with each other, with our partners. There's a way to share how you're feeling that lands in a way that feels okay. And then there's a way to share it that doesn't. So as long as you're sharing it in a way that is loving and like, hey, just a heads up, I want to teach you, then you're really not going to step in it with your kiddo. You're going to empower them to do better next time. That's exactly right. And that really moves us to that third piece, which is the nurture, right? We're going to encourage them then don't keep that inside. Go ahead and express it. And often I would say this is going to also maybe need practice, especially with younger ones. You might, they, they know how to say a simple thank you, right? But really teaching them to fill in the blanks on the rest of that sentence, I think is really powerful. So arming them with the language around 
when you see something, when you say thank you, why don't you say what you're thankful for? So noticing what's going on. Thank you for running that errand for me. Thank you for buying me a new baseball glove. Thank you for taking the time to drive me to practice. Thank you for pulling me out of school to take me to that audition, whatever it might be. Having them finish the sentence, because I think also, as I talked about a little bit earlier, getting that kind of insincere teeth pulling thank you doesn't really doesn't really capture what we're going for, right? No, no. And getting that from anyone. That's like if you have a peer who's apologizing or your partner's apologizing, they're like, ugh, thank you. Sorry. You know, yeah, or, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm sorry. And you're like, no, yeah. you're not. No. <laughs> it's so you're not true. at all sorry. You're not at all thankful. <laughs> well, and this goes back to the manners episode that we talked about way, like second episode of season one or something like that when we talked about manners. And I was saying, and I know you you felt this way too, that I didn't want to just teach please and thank you as like a, a rote response. I wanted them to understand why they're saying it. And this is exactly the same. We're not just saying thank you. I'm saying thank you for a reason. What's the what's the why behind the thank you? Well, because you took me here or because you, you know, got me that new glove or because you made sure that I had everything I needed, you know, for my weekend away or whatever. So it's it's all the same. I mean, really, it comes back to that same principle. It's just about us instead of about them, right? Yes, that's exactly it. And I think that's so key that we're teaching, well, and with all things, we're into the why behind the what, right? But this mm-hmm. this is about teaching them the why. And why would we even go so far as to acknowledge it? Think about what that does for the other person. And I think that's a worthwhile discussion too, how that's going to warm their heart and, and probably make them want to continue to serve you because now you've filled their tank a little bit from all that work they've been doing. And so that's just a really powerful thing when we teach kids to nurture the good being done for them by others and to express that gratitude because it is one thing to start to notice it, notice what's being done for you. But I think what actually cultivates the true feeling, that upwelling of gratitude for them in their hearts is flexing this muscle of noticing and then nurturing. So they've got to see it and say something about it. See it, say it, see it, say it. And eventually you get to the feel it. So this is going to sound a little bit like fake it till you make it. But it's again, it's that practice and practice makes permanent like we've talked about. This is about flexing the muscle. They're not going to get it perfectly the first time out of the gate and they're probably not going to acknowledge everything you do every single time. There's going to be some false starts and they're going to fall down a little bit. But as they get used to noticing and having their their eyes and ears perk up when they see and hear how you're interacting to make their world run smoothly and then they get good at nurturing it and actually pointing that out and and acknowledging and thanking. And with that genuine heart, you know what you get to, you get to growing a truly grateful heart where they actually then really feel that way. Like, wow, I really am thankful for that. Because I think there's a little bit in the beginning where we have to acknowledge that when it's clunky and when it's new, even for us, when something is new, we might not really feel it. We're like almost trying it on. Mm -hmm. And just acknowledging that for them too, especially the younger ones, I think really early, I'm thinking like early elementary, like kindergarten, first grade, it's hard to maybe get to the, oh, I just feel this burning in my bosom. I must thank my mother. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. But but what we can do is teach them to watch for those things and thank for them. And then you get to that, that really heartwarming gratitude. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. It's, it's, so lovely when you see that play out too, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not we there should, yet, but <laughs> but we should we should hear about that. You did get to see a little bit of the results of this. So why don't you share what happened? I did. Yeah. So, you know, I called you and you gave me this great advice and I thought, yep, that's exactly what I need to do. And so I took this child on a walk and I said, you know, I need to 
teach you something. You know how sometimes I need to teach you this, or I gave examples of other things I've had to teach them, and I gave the division example. You know, just like you weren't born knowing division, and now you're learning how to do that. I need to teach you something that you just weren't born knowing, and that is how to notice when someone's working really hard to give you a positive experience so that you can express that gratitude to them. And so I shared with this child about, you know, I've been feeling like I'm prepping to coach this thing for you and I'm putting in a lot of effort and I haven't really felt a sense of gratitude from you. And that's what made me feel like I needed to have this conversation because it's my job to teach you that. And so I asked this child, you know, I'm wondering if there are some things that you, now that you're thinking in that way, that you've maybe noticed recently that are the reasons why you're getting to enjoy this activity or if there's anything else that you've noticed. And this child sort of thought about it and said, oh, well, you know, I saw you watching all those videos for coaching. And I was like, yeah, that's right. And they said, oh, and I and you worked so hard to, you know, make sure that the timing worked. And yeah, that's right. You know, and then started to kind of list some of the things that I guess they had noticed, just hadn't, again, put those puzzle pieces together. And, you know, I'm not going to say the conversation was perfect. Um, This child zoned out a little bit. I wasn't Mm -hmm. quite sure. I was like, did it land? Did they get it? I don't really know. And I think it had that sense of being not really genuine, like we were talking about. So Mm -hmm. I walked away from the conversation kind of thinking, well, you know, it's probably the first of several conversations like a lot of parenting is. And like a week later, this was a while back, a week later, we're at some friend's house and having dinner and all the grownups are like running around trying to get all the kids dessert. And this dessert had like three parts. There was like a brownie and ice cream and chocolate sauce. And some kids wanted just the brownie and some wanted all three. And I mean, it was just a little bit chaotic. And in the midst of this chaos, this child looked up and said, hey, grownups, thanks for everything you're doing so that we can have a nice dessert. And I was like, oh, ah, they did it. <laughs> they got there. It did land. So I think it's it's just a, a really good example of how that might fall out, that you might have that conversation and feel like that went maybe nowhere. Um, and but actually they're percolating. You know, it's like yes. they're thinking about it. They're chewing on it, starting to notice. And that was so affirming for me. And then here's the other piece that kind of goes back to that positive reinforcement episode we did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to then, like, I just leaned over into this child's ear and whispered, thank you so much for noticing that and acknowledging it. That means the world to me. And I think it's also an opportunity then because you're right, Dina, they're not going to get it right every time. Let's be honest. I'm not convinced as an adult I get that right every single time. Sure. Right? But they're going to do it more and more. And so those are then amazing opportunities to say, hey, Thank you for doing that. I can't tell you how much that means to me that you noticed and put those puzzle pieces together and express gratitude. When you do that, it just it makes me want to keep doing these things for you because you're so grateful. Thank you. So there's a beautiful kind of uh, response that we as parents can have to positively reinforce that behavior, which is going to help it snowball in the right direction. Absolutely. I love that. And it's so fun and rewarding when we as parents are like, oh, they they did get it. They did, get it. <laughs> they did notice. They see me. They really so, see me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, parenting win. I love parenting wins. We need those to get us through. We really do. So I do have a, I have a couple of quotes today, actually. I just I, could, I couldn't pick just one. So I have one to encourage the adults that it's normal that you want to feel that gratitude coming from your kids and that it's worthwhile to cultivate because it really is part of our human nature. And this quote is by William James. The deepest craving of human nature is the need to be appreciated. 
So there you go, parents. You just know your your needs are normal. You have a deep need of human nature <laughs> to be appreciated. And so it is okay to teach your children to do so. But for the kids, to encourage them to move past the noticing into the nurturing. This is such a great one by William Arthur Ward. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Hmm. That's so true. I love that. So hopefully we've helped you at least given a little bit of a framework to move your children from the noticing into the feeling of the gratitude someday they'll get there, but that they don't just wrap the present, that we also teach them to nurture it and give that present of gratitude and that we start with that normalizing. Understand they might not get this yet. And just like when we're learning a new skill and we hope people will have patience with us, they deserve patience from us as we impart this wisdom and teach them this skill of gratitude for those around them. I love it. So FFPs, I hope that was helpful. Go home, try it, see what happens. Uh, Next week, as we said, we have Rachel Nielsen on the show. That's an amazing episode. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about in-laws. We're going to talk about family because we're coming into a, a time of family. And how do we navigate our family when maybe they disagree with your parenting choices or <laughs> they make it harder for you to do your parenting choices? Um, so we're going to talk about that and and then send you into this family-oriented season with maybe a, a few ideas of how to tackle that. So make sure to join us next week. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please hit subscribe. Then you'll never miss an episode. If you haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram, we are at Future Focused parenting. And we hope you have a wonderful week. We look forward to being back with you next time. Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian and Dina Thayer and recorded partially in my laundry room, partially in Dina's office. Editing by Allison Preisinger. Music by Seattle band Hannah Lee. Thanks for listening. <laughs>